Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, guys? Roblox Talk back with another live stream, and it's another Victory Monday live stream. Bucks oh, win yeah. 31-27 against the Falcons. It's always a feel-good feeling. Hell, what a better way to get into uh, Christmas, Christmas Day, Christmas Christmas Eve, whatever you guys celebrate. And, yeah, we all got a smile on our face. We won. So welcome to the chat. If you guys have any questions, I know there's already coming, a couple coming in already. I'm Mark. This is Michael Plus, as always. What up? We heard talking Buccaneers, whatever you want to bring in, bring it in. I know people are talking about the Pro Bowl, but plus let's get your first initial thoughts of how that Buccaneer game went. And <laughs> it's a tale of two halves, right? First half, shit. Second half, pretty <laughs> damn good. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a, um, like you just said, you know, one half was pitiful. It's like, you know, the, the earth was coming down or, you know, coming <laughs> to an end. And then, you know, second half was uh, much better and, you know, the type of team that we expect to see week in, week out. Uh, but I just want to say thank you, Antoine Winfield. You made the yeah. play of the game. Uh, I just want to – that was a hell of a play uh, and pretty much saved us because that saved a touchdown and they end up scoring three and that ended up being the differ difference in the game. So, yeah, I mean, again, slow starts. That's another thing that we'll discuss tonight. I don't know why that continues to happen, but the offense just gets in their own way. Uh, defensively, kind of same thing. You know, they just try to do, you know, trying to get too cute with it and uh, just can't execute. And then the second half, it looks like a, a brand new team. It's like they change everything up to more simple approach and they end up, you know, executing it and making plays. Yeah, so I'm looking at the chat. A lot of people are talking about the the Pro Bowl snubs. Mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about the game first. So a lot of people were saying about the slow start. Yeah, like Calvin Ellison here. He said, what do you guys think of the Bucs starting slow in the first half? That's that's the biggest thing that we got to talk about. And this mm. is something that we've kind of been mentioning about. It, I mean, to me, that screams coaching. It just – it does. I mean, it's unprepared. I mean, I almost was joking during the game. Like, we should literally just – our coaching staff's already massive enough, probably mm. the biggest in the league. You can put on two more. Put Raheem and Dirk Cutter on the roster. <laughs> and just have them coach the first half and then tell them, sit on down, boys. we got two other guys coming in, Leftwich and uh, Todd Bowles. They know how to coach the second half. It's almost mm. 
it's sadly it's what it sounds like it <laughs> it should be but i mean why why is it that way and to the credit yes to me it's coaching but also i was looking brady is off on times like the timing and just knowing sometimes you're in simple freaking cover one or one safety over the top brady's looking down chris godwin's gullet and then here comes mike evans quick comeback and he didn't throw it he just threw it away and i'm like some of that, I think it's just, yeah, Brady getting used to what's going on with the offense, but also it's like, how do you get that that easy in the second half? <laughs> and a lot of it's probably just opening it up. I mean, just slowly, okay, Brady, you do you. We got to open it up. Pass. Go. And one thing we like to talk about, which I'll let you touch on more and I'll shut the hell up, passing out of running formations and running out of passing formations. Go, plus. Right. No, no, that's, yeah, that's a great point right there. But yeah, I mean, it, it goes to this, the, the opening script, you know, and BA spoke on it today. He's like, yeah, the script is fine. It's more of the execution. And I, I tend to disagree with that. I think it, again, it's, there's a combination of execution, but it also it's into the play design where it can be more simpler and more easier for the offense to execute early on. Um, and I, I mentioned this to you before we got on here. It's like, I think Brady needs that, that short, you know, passing game early, you know, also mixed in with the run game to get him in a rhythm and get him comfortable. Cause it just seems like he's not comfortable, you know, the first, second quarter. Um, there's glimpses of it. He shows some good things, but yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, he only had 60 yards. So, um, but yeah, it just goes back to, know what your strengths are, know what you do well, you know, the play action pass works, you know, you can run the football out of shotgun. So it's just utilizing those things, attacking the middle of the field, which we saw when they did go to the tight end, it did work, you know, so use that in the first half and, and don't try to, you know, force the scheme on these guys. Like you were talking about yesterday on Twitter, you know, that's what we have to do. Yeah. yeah I mean, so Raymond's always good points. Yeah, I talk about the scheme and not not attacking weaknesses. They just forcefully say, "Oh no, this is our scheme. It's going to work." It does work at times, but you can't force can't force anything. Yeah, that's like a rape. You can't do that shit. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. But Raymond, he's always got good points. He said, "I think it's the scripted plays, but the players do have to execute also." But Raymond, to this point, if it's scripted, everyone should know what the hell the first what ten to fifteen plays should be. That should be the easiest place since you already know where it has to go, where your first, second read is, and then move on to the next. That blows my mind. But then it's almost like how we saw last year with Jameis. Some, some of these plays where he would make on the go, they would look fantastic. Brady did it with uh, that throw he got leveled on to Mike Evans right on the five-yard line. He mm -hmm. told him to come back, throws it right to him, gets leveled, and perfect connection. It's like, how can you connect on crap like that? But if it's an executed play where he's coming back, you don't see him one-on-one. -on -one? Some of this stuff, is it Brady? Is it still learning the system? I don't know. But it's, I want to see 60 minutes just like all of y'all. I mean, it's, to be honest, I can see where some of the people who, like Jake Arian says, oh, the coaching are doing what they have to do. The mm. players need to execute it. I can agree with that. I mean, he is the coach's son, so he's going to say that. But also looking from our eyes, help Brady out. Do more 13 personnel. Do more double tight end sets. Do formations that look like a run and pass out of it. Be smarter. Don't just enforce your will. Sorry. 
with your team, <laughs> right? Like attack areas where you know they aren't that great at. And why didn't we run more? Don't know. I mean, yes, Leonard Fournette may not be the best, but he didn't look terrible in the second half. Right. What do you right. think on that, on the running? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you would like to see more attempts. I think we had 14, he, or he did for 49 yards, which, you know, isn't terrible, 3.5 average. Um, you know, that's decent, and that's kind of where we, we need to be for the, you know, play action to be, you know, successful. And, again, you look at what the Falcons were doing earlier. They were running a lot of play action, and it looked like it was working for the most part. They didn't have a running game. So, you know, I thought they – they did that in a, in a better sense as far as the Buccaneers go, as far as, you know, applying play action. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, sh I shaved it all off. I was, yeah, I'm going to regrow it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to regrow it and uh, it's going to look real nice for the, uh, the next pod. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Sorry to ruin your point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, but what I was saying is just, yeah, utilizing the play action, but yeah, you would like to see more run attempts to, to keep it balanced. You don't want to see Brady throwing the ball 45 times, but in this sense, it was kind of necessary because it was working, you know, again, their secondary is their weakness. And, uh, we started doing a lot of good things in the second half and it was a nice to see Antonio Brown get his first touchdown. That was mm. a thing of beauty. And, you know, there's just really good plays. I like the, you know, the play design of Chris Godwin for his touchdown. That was yeah. really good to see. Um, the quick passes. I mean, that's stuff that we were, you know, talking about, you know. The First screen, play of the game. Yeah, screen plays and, you know, doing stuff like that. That's what it, we – It even caught the announcers off guard. They're like, oh, whoa. <laughs> what? Like, like, like they couldn't believe that they didn't run the ball on first down, that they threw it to Antonio Brown. Like, oh, what was it? Like, <laughs> I was like, they actually did something different about damn time. Good job, right. guys. Good job. Right. Yeah, but it's it, just the momentum couldn't get there. I, it just the lack of execution. But go mm -hmm. ahead, keep going. Well, yeah, I mean, they had they had uh, you know just bad uh, you know breakdowns, whether it be pass protection um, and then just yeah misfires from Brady or misreads, like you were saying. So yeah, that kind of held them back in the first half. Um, but you know, obviously, they made some adjustments second half, and they they got back to the quick passing game. They helped out their pass protection. And uh, it was it was better results, and that's what you that's what you got to do. But you need to start it, you know, from the beginning. You know, start your your approach how you want it, and then keep going. Don't change your approach. Yeah, it, and that's another thing where a lot of people were saying before the game, and even announcers were talking about like that. Bruce Arians said, "Oh, we don't have an idea, the identity. We can do everything." <laughs> okay, yes, you can, but you have to have things where you have a go to that. This is your bread and butter. And if it's the no risk it, no biscuit shit of just throwing the ball deep, yeah, that, I'll, I'll say that's what they do best. It sure as hell don't run the ball great. They don't look for their tight ends at all, but usually that's what works. Is it because mm -hmm. they're always blindly looking down the field, most likely? So those tight ends aren't getting much attention. And yeah, we say throw it to them, but it's, and you, you said this before the game, before the game, before the live stream, it's more get. Brady accustomed to the game faster by doing stuff he's used to, which is hitting tight ends shorter, getting hitting the running back shorter, getting him yeah. in the flow of the game. Mm -hmm. Because they had a 13 personnel play, rates wide the hell open. Mm -hmm. Easy matchup. And I'm like, stuff like that. Get your yeah. dude in the game positively. And then once he's firing all cylinders, you can do whatever the hell you want because Brady can execute with the best of them. And he's shown yeah. it. So 
it's things like that. Maybe it's coaching, learning Brady's mentality. Maybe Brady's just trying to know I can do whatever we, we all don't officially know, but it's, it's, it hurts to see yeah. when you can score in every damn possession second half. And in the first half, you can't do shit. Literally can't do shit. Right. And we've seen this offense when it's at its best. I mean, it's, it's a combination of balance, meaning, you know, you're using, the Hell short, yeah, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> you're using the, the, the short, you know, the short part of the field, and then you're working your way to, you know, the deep ball, you know, whether it be play action or, you know, utilizing the run game in the right areas. So it's, it's all combining that mixture and making sure it's, you know, balanced and not, you know, putting an emphasis on, you know, forcing the issue like we talked about and, you know, putting Brady in bad positions. Uh, we have to make sure that he is protected. And, you know, they had a new left tackle in there yesterday, and maybe that was some of the, you know, cause for, you know, the pressure early. But it just seemed like communication was off with their with the blitz packages that, you know, Falcons were presenting. Um, you know, they did a lot of like zone blitzes where it looked like it was seven and then they were rushing four. you know, stuff that the bucks do, you know, at times. So, you know, that, that got cleaned up better in the second half. And then obviously, you know, defensively we were better too. So, you know, it's, it's just all a balancing act and making sure that we're playing to our strengths and not forcing, you know, what we don't do well a lot, you know, I'll say, okay. So offensively. Let's touch on one other thing just because mm-hmm. everyone likes to see this. So I, I kind of clicked over showing, yeah, Mike Evans had his 110 yard day. That's putting him at 779 for the season. People are wanting him to get that thousand. I think BA is wanting him to get that thousand too. Mm-hmm. But that's the biggest thing on offense. Really, other than that, Brady's an insane freaking day of 390 yards. Two touchdowns, 31 for 40, 45, having the, the old man throw, sling the rock 45 times. Mm-hmm. And he looked damn good doing it. Like unstoppable yeah. in that second half. That throw to Antonio Brown was insane. Thing yeah, I, think, I think 320 of those yards were in the second half, which is pretty That's crazy. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. So, but I mean, geez. Uh, but so let's offensively, we all know this is probably one of the best offenses ever created you have three number ones you have realistically you could have had three number one tight ends but you i'll say a 1a 1b with cam Brate because any other team he's on he's probably starting mm-hmm. and gronkowski what the hell else there's not many weaknesses in the offense it's just getting the damn thing to run accordingly get, get a well-oiled machine that can go and we just can't mm-hmm. do that based off of either lack of execution or coaching play calling it's what it's going to be for this long stretch until they actually figure it out. And it's continuity. I, I think Brady says it almost every press conference he's in. He's like, I'm just trying to get used to everyone. It's mm-hmm. 20 years of a marriage. And now it's six months to eight months of, of dating. So maybe he's going to get it. Maybe you, you hope it comes a little faster. I mean, it's pretty late. That was week 15, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but let's jump into the defense. People were asking about uh, Devin white and his man. Here it is. The man defense helped White. You could see it early. He felt more comfortable. I 100% X underscore 1K. That's something I was watching early on, like because the game film just came out earlier. I was touching on that before starting the show. Devin White, when he knows who he has to guard, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had that one missed tackle that could have been stopped short. 
But to be honest, the fact that we're only down 17 nothing at halftime is a pretty good thing, <laughs> considering mm-hmm. we couldn't do shit with the ball. Right. And the Falcons looked like every deep pass was kind of working. To me, oh, it was yeah. more Colton Davis and SMB kind of messing up a little bit, but it was little plays. Mm-hmm. But what did you see? Well, I, I think it was a combination of, you know, in the first half, our pressure wasn't getting there at all. You know, Matt Ryan had a lot of time to throw, uh, especially in that first half. I think that's why our secondary was getting beat, like you said. Um, and, you know, they were doing, like you said, a lot of man coverage underneath. Uh, that was helping Devin White, you know, helping him not to think a lot. Um, so simplifying what he needs to do. And then I think in the second half, our pass rush and everything started coming along. Like they were working together the coverage and the pass rush were starting to get in there. And as you see, you know, Devin white was, you know, blitzing a lot more, which was good. And he got the three sacks. Um, So it was just a combination of those things where they were playing more tighter uh, and they were making plays when they had to and getting off the field. Um, And like I said, Antoine Winfield, that was the big play of the game, you know, making that play in the end zone, Uh, the range he showed on that, that was incredible. So, yeah, I just feel like everything started working more uh, better as far as coverage and pass rush in the second half. And that really was the difference. Um, and I think they went, what they allowed 10 points in the second half. So again, improvement. And then your offense started helping them out, which gave them more rest. And, you know, they started moving the football, getting drives going and scoring touchdowns, obviously. So yeah, just all that plays. Yeah. So, I mean, all of that plays together. Again, it's complimentary football. That's how you win in this league and uh, just hope we can continue to do so and, and get better while we're, while we're doing it. Yeah. It, Cause it's, it's not just scoring points, at least control the actual field. Like right. it's a field position game yeah. and you have to be able to move the football. You got to be able to give your defense some type of rest and you know, you all each unit helps each other, whether it be special teams, you know, Kenyon Bonner had a good return there, you know, to the 50 yard line. You know, all that helps. And then, you know, kicker making kicks, yeah. um, you know, so that plays a big part. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying that we need a lockdown corner. So Brandon Fuller, we need a lockdown corner next to the compliment Davis. A lot of people were saying that. And then someone else up here said rebuild. Coveneman said rebuild the defense next year. Keep Winfield, White, Carlton, Davis, uh, David, Vita Vita, start over with new, guy, new guys. <laughs> I, that's I not, that's not about that. That's not going to happen, first of all. Second of all, yes, you named like cornerstones. If you think about what you just named, you named the secondary in Winfield, middle of the defense with White, Carlton Davis on the outside, and Vita Vea in the middle, and Levante. So you, you named every aspect of the field. So if you're solid all around there, there's no way you're going to have stars all over the field. You just can't do that with a salary cap limit. You just can't. So if you already named a huge core like that, that's an awesome base to start with. You have every level. Secondary is in safety, middle section with linebackers. You have Colton Davis on one side. You're saying shut down one whole side. Avita Vea, who isn't there, but still you have Shaq and JPP. This this defense is loaded. It's just using them correctly, and they execute the plays just like the offense has to do it. Right. You look at it, BA was asked, what the hell happened in the defense? He's like, oh, was it missed assignments and stuff? He's like, well, it's just poor play. Mm-hmm. And it was. I mean, like Luke Stalker should not be wide the hell open on a pass like that. At all. Yeah. And that was Shaq Barrett's man. We've been touching on that all year long. Right, right. Those outside rush linebackers aren't the best in coverage. Teams attack that. The Vikings did. The Bears did. Guess what? Falcons saw it too. Mm-hmm. It's not just our eyes. We're not making shit up. 
<laughs> Other teams are seeing this too. So right. that is a weakness we have. It's just an area you got to be real with your defense. If you're going to cause pressure, you're going to have to give up something. Mm-hmm. They just right. try not to give up the deep ass play, the 75 yard touchdown, like they did against the Chiefs. So right, right, got to get home. You know, that's yeah. that's a big part of this defense. Um, but you know, to his question, um, no, I don't, I don't think there's much rebuilding to to do on this defense. I think you just need to add more to it as far as, you know, defensive line depth and adding more, you know, edge rushers. And really that's, that's where they need. I think the secondary is fine. They have a lot invested into that secondary and I think it will continue to get better. Again, people forget that these guys are first and second year players that we're working with. And, you know, it's a hard position to understand, um, you know, especially early in that career, not everyone's a, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, who has a breakout rookie year or, you know, um, trying to think. Well, about he, he didn't really bloom until he got to the Patriots, like dominate until he got to the Patriots. No, I'm he talking about Lattimore. I'm talking about Lattimore. Oh, oh, Mark, I think you think Gilmore. No, no, no. Gil- well, Gilmore is another. Yeah, Gilmore is another example. I mean, again, it takes time for these guys to really develop. Uh, so, yeah, just continue to add to the, the front seven. I think that's going to be the focus in the offseason again a little early for offseason talk and i know usually bucks fans were, we're talking about the offseason already um in years past but we're uh we're on track for playoffs let's let's keep uh yeah let's think about it nine and five guys right. mm-hmm. it's been a long <laughs> long time like right. geez and we clinch this week if we win so there's a lot you know a lot going on for this week it could be a very merry christmas and a happy new year so let's hope that happens absolutely and then like you were texting me earlier today about how we could still be in the running for division if was it friday you said yeah the the vikings yeah the vikings and saints play friday on christmas day so yeah it could be a very merry christmas if if the vikings can help us out and then we gotta hope (laughs) carolina can pull out a miracle but again it starts with what the bucks need to do the bucks control their own destiny now for the fifth seed which could be a good thing, I guess. It would be matched up with Washington, which is a scary team too. So, um, yeah, you know, yep. So my thing is this, Bucks, just worry about yourselves. We're just fans being fanatics saying what ifs. Because mm-hmm. it strongly could be. I mean, Michael Thomas is out for the Saints. Uh, Drew Brees is coming back for those ribs. I, I'm hoping uh, the Vikings just do Bounty Gate. Right. <laughs> on, on them just like and run have, the football run the football yeah, down run, all day but but it's also i mean check out they're in contention i mean they got to win out so yeah something to play for. oh yeah absolutely all those teams right there have something to play for um you know cardinals don't don't have an easy stretch um you know washington they got a tough they got tough games coming up you know rams again they rams are going to be facing the seahawks so that's going to decide, you know, who is the division winner or who is the, you know, potential six seed. So if the Bucks do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks just need to worry about getting better. I mean, that that's, that's it's, all we really need to do. Yeah, it's it's all about starting faster, you know, and that's been a problem for the last month or so. I mean, if they can figure, buy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if they can figure out how to start faster and, and just better sequencing of play calling and understand what your players do well, especially on defense, as we saw, you know, in the second half, you know, allow, allow Devin White to go forward, allow him to be aggressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and use those play action passes early, you know, set Tom Brady up for success, get him into, 
you know, the short passing game so he can see the field better as the game goes along and continue to run the ball with Rojo. I think, you know, that that's going to be critical. Please I mean, make things easier on yourself. Don't make it harder. Mm-hmm. But I agree with this fully. TB12, Goatman, he said, we are a man-to-man defense. Mix in the zone and zone blitzes. Right. Yeah, 100% definitely. agree with that. Definitely. Yeah, allow, allow the corners to play aggressive too. You know, allow Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis get up there and and be aggressive. Now, Carlton did get hurt. Did he come back into the game? I believe, right? It was another. It was his growing injury, right? Uh, okay, pretty sure. But I, I, I know Ross Crockerell was out there. You know, in the second half, I was just wondering if he came back. He's playing pretty good, Ross mm-hmm. Cockrell. Mm-hmm. He's playing pretty damn good. But yeah, I mean, Jamel Dean had a damn good day. Yeah, that's I what I heard. Yeah, he did. Really I didn't well. say I didn't see one thing he did bad. He was very aggressive, read quickly. I think he sat in his playbook the whole damn time mm-hmm. while he was hurt because he his read and react was perfect. Like, yeah, I didn't see him get beat much. Yes, SMB got beat, and that's what a lot of people like G Vegas said. I think SMB needs a real offseason and a veteran presence in that cornerback room. Yes, and no, I mean. I think they just need to put him in one spot and let him go. I mean, he keeps yeah. going from outside, inside, outside. That's more it's of a, a veteran type of thing. He's right. he's still learning a lot yeah, of positions. Uh, it's a lot on him. And, and people forget nickel position is the hardest spot on defense, really. I mean, it, it's a tough position to master. Um, you know, only so many Rondé Barbers come into the league mm. that can do what, you know, he did. And, yeah, it's very tough because you're facing pretty much a different receiver every time. Like you don't always have the same guy in the slot that he has to go up against. So it's a tough matchup. So this is pretty cool. (laughs) Edward Fernandez says, we just got to focus on being able to play 60 minutes before the playoffs. hundred percent. For sure. Yeah. Let's just get one game. (laughs) For sure. Cause it'll it'll be an early exit if we don't, you know, because you got to play 60 minutes for in the playoffs. Cause it's a different, it's just a different level. I mean, you know, we've seen playoffs, you know, over the years. I mean, those games, anything can happen. And it gets very intense. Every possession is very uh, crucial. Um, so, yeah, definitely got to be able to do that. Well, I mean, because you can think of it, think of, look back. I mean, the the Chiefs won last year coming back from every damn game. Right, yeah. But that was with Pat Mahomes in his second full year of starting. Like, mm-hmm. Tom Brady beat him the first year and then won the Super Bowl. Second time, Mahomes like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I got to do in this system. Brady doesn't have that luxury, and everyone's trying to force the agenda. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to win, no doubt, 100%. I want to go all the way to the Super Bowl and say, we, we already knew we had this. But realistically, they're still learning on the go. They're going to be playing teams in the playoffs that already been doing this for years. I mean, look at the top. Look at the top of the – or those standings, Packers, Saints, Seahawks. Those are three teams that have been doing the same personnel, same stuff for years and years and years, or have great caliber players. Aaron Rodgers, yes, no head coach, only second year, but they're flat out playing great. Saints, mm-hmm. everyone knows they've been together forever. They've been in the MC Championship game or close to it almost every damn year. Seahawks, you have Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. That offense has been about the same every year. Everyone in the hunt, Rams, they're always in it. Now we got the the fun guys, Bucks Ram or Bucks Washington Cardinals, the guys that try and push the aggressors, the the top, the big fat guy on top. <laughs> Do we have it in us? I 
I don't know. I mean, do we have all the players too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mentally ready. We, we'll see. Right. I, I mean, when you look at this team, I mean, you could easily say this is one of the most talented teams in the NFL easily. Yeah. But again, it, it goes back to what we've been talking about. It goes to coaching, it goes to the game plan, the approach to the game and, and staying consistent with it, making adjustments when you have to. Absolutely. But you have to be understanding of who is out there being aware and just knowing how to attack these teams that you're going up against in the right way and finding that flow and rhythm, you know? So, but that's not here yet. We got to focus on, you know, the upcoming games that we still have remaining. And yesterday was a big win. I mean, that was a huge win for this team. You know, we all thought, Oh shit, here we go again. It's going downhill. Uh, You know, the Falcons are going to, you know, knock us out. And, uh, you know, it was great to, to come back. And Tom Brady never loses against the Falcons. I mean, all he does is make comebacks. So uh, I'm sure Matt Ryan is pretty upset at Tom Brady. But, you know, winners, <laughs> well, I mean, winners win. With this year, this was the perfect example of what the Falcons do. They start fast and they shit the bed late. I mean, that's, that's all it is. I mean, yeah. they've done it almost every damn game. I mean, Todd Gurley can't just get down after Matt Ryan told him, just get down, don't score. All right. You kind of knew they were going to mess up. You were just mm-hmm. waiting for them to do it. It's almost like waiting for us to just, just blow it in the first half. <laughs> but uh, yeah. so speaking of the first half, good. Qu- Brandon Fuller is bringing some good questions here. Mm-hmm. He said, "What happened the first few games of the season? We were coming out scoring on all our first drives, and now we can barely score in the first half." I'm going to hold this question up there. Let you read it a little bit more. I want to touch on this really quick. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I honestly think this plays into what Raymond's saying of scripted plays. This plays into what BA says to publicly and okay. If they're scripted and we have tendencies that we usually do, which every buck fan kind of knows that there's a lot of tendencies that we do. Like there's formations where we're like, Oh, this is a run. Give it away. First down run, especially in the first quarter that they consistently do. So teams early on are probably like, Oh, this is probably most likely what it's going to be. And it usually is. I think that could possibly be it. Some of it is execution, but some of it's blatant disregard for trying to confuse the other team or attack weaknesses. It's just running your script of 15 plays or whatever it is, and you're letting the defense get momentum, get confidence in themselves. And yes, this defense, this offense is good enough to overcome a lot, but you can't keep putting yourself in that hole. And I think that, to me, could be a big issue of what it is, but what do you think it is? I agree with a lot of that. I think it's a it's a combination, like you said, uh, scripted tendencies, you know, uh, things that maybe early on in the season the defense isn't um, accustomed to seeing. But as you get later in the season, they have game film on us now. So they're, they're looking at it in a more in-depth way, and they're studying those tendencies, like you're saying. And they're just better prepared, and they're, they're attacking and taking away what we're trying to do early in the game. And that, you know, results to, to slow starts. Also, another thing is, you know, early on in the season, we had different type of personnel. Again, we we're utilizing Scotty Miller more. We were utilizing OJ Howard, which is a big piece. Uh, so those kind of play into it. Um, you had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin hurt at times. You know, they're probably still hurt, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so all of that kind of it plays a part. But I think mainly it is the scripted plays where, you know, teams are just realizing and seeing through game study that, okay, this is what the Bucks are presenting, especially early on, and they're just taking it away. 
and it's also you know execution goes into it too you know there's times where you know brady's just missing or you know bad protection um but yeah, i think mainly mainly yeah mainly it's it's the scripted place what they're trying to do early teams just realize it, they read it and they they're prepared that was a good point you made about oj howard going down scotty miller i mean those are two guys that already know the system very very well they were kind of leaning on them early and now you plug in gronk quickly learn it quickly yeah. you have to be step up for that and then scotty miller goes down antonio brown step in right yes he's a great caliber player but he still has got to learn the offense and get and chemi- chemistry got affected there, right? You know, Brady was trying to force him the football, you know, maybe a little bit Good too points. much. Yeah. So all that plays a factor, but you know, again, I'm going to go towards the coaching factor. They're just not creative enough and, and they need to be better as far as the sequence. Oh, you know, I'm going to fully agree with that. I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 let me see if I can even play devil's advocate on this because I, to be honest though, They do run plays that should be, if it was executed perfectly, would work. But that's the biggest problem. We shouldn't right. have to execute to perfection yeah. every damn play. It should be. It's the level of difficulty, you know, yeah. it's too high. And you can't have that, especially in this league. I mean, yes, the opportunity is there. But how? what is the probability of that opportunity? Mm. Even though it is open, but it's 25, 30 yards down the field. Right. And don't get me wrong, if if you make a perfect pass, yeah, it's a great huge gain. And oh, we're we're riding high, but those those are hard passes to hit. Mm-hmm. And it's minimal room for error. And it's right. Perfect example, the Antonio Brown touchdown. I mean, that was perfect execution. Yeah. And it, it worked, you know. So yeah, no, I agree with that. It, it goes down to, you know, execution. But what are you asking these players to do? And why is it so damn hard for them to make this happen? You know, especially early on in games. I know the goal, the goal always early in games is is to score and get ahead. You know, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to attack that scoreboard so you get a, a good, comfortable lead, and then your defense can play differently uh with the lead. And you know, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to score, you know, 20, 24 points in the first half because that way you can control the game going forward. Uh, and it makes everything easier. But you can't do that if the play calls and the the execution has to be perfect every time. Like that's just not possible, you know, cause these players that are going up against, they get paid too. And, and they know how to study film and know how to take things away. Absolutely. I mean, it's not like, like we said, Dirk Cutter and, and Raheem, they do film study. They do great in the first half. They do great first half every game. <laughs> yeah. And then they just don't change. Yes. Todd Bowles leverage, they may change things in the second half. Maybe it's Brady yelling at them. Maybe <laughs> it was BA yelling at Todd Bowles, but they make adjustments and they do very well at it. And they, it clearly shows every second half we, we're pretty damn good. Hmm. We need to start with that same mentality. I don't know why they start off with the same scripted crap that just doesn't work. But uh, let's let's go to this. Raymond said, despite how the games plays out, the only thing that matters is winning. doesn't matter how. I agree. And that kind of plays into the chiefs winning every playoff game, winning the Super Bowl last year. Like they were always down and that Texans game, they're getting blown out. Yeah. 24, 24, nothing. And then they, they come back and win. So 
I'm not saying that's going to be the box <laughs> at all. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying, look, look at comparisons, look at past to figure out what's going to happen in the future. I mean, Brady's pretty damn good surrounded by this many weapons. Anything can happen. Uh, TB12 Goatman says, do you all think we found something with the blitz pickup and quick passes to me? <laughs> that's Oh, to me, that's been a big problem with the offense. What do you think about that? Mm. With the bits, the blitz pickup and quick passes. Yeah, I mean, yeah that that was definitely a struggle early on in the first half. I mean, they um, it looked like Brady at times was holding on too long um, when he had option options and you know in the short game, and then there was times where he didn't have anything and the pressure was already in his face. So yeah, that's always that needs to be better. You know, the hot routes and and the connection. You know understanding where you need to go with the football. But again, that comes with time and, um, you know, chemi- building chemistry. And that's just something he hasn't had. So, yeah, it, it's definitely been a struggle. And plus, you know, we have inconsistencies with the running back catching the football, you know, as we saw yesterday. So it's kind of like hit or miss, you know, with with that right now. I mean, let's, let's see. Is Rojo going to come back next week or Saturday? Uh, I would finger in COVID should be done. Right. Or no, as long as, as long as he's tested, um, you know, negative for COVID, I think he should be okay. You know, he got the, the, the pin I think put into his finger. So hopefully that's, you know, you know, okay. As far as swelling goes. And I think he should be fine, but we have to wait and see. I I think Donovan will be back for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he was just being more safe than sorry. And I think he right. even felt That's right call. how bad he did that too. Like he's like, I put my I myself at risk. I put my own teammates at risk. I think he internally felt kind of bad for that because you know how he was in the offseason. He was like, I can't believe we're gonna do this. Right. I think he himself was like, damn. <laughs> but uh let's keep going on. So uh, there's like a crap ton of comments that just flew in just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing them. All right. <laughs> so Mark Mark Gunther. By the way, love your vids. Thank you, Mark. I haven't seen you in the, in the chat. Appreciate Good to it. see you here. Um, where was it? Oh, but some things I was saying. Looking ahead, Rojo, please come back. We need you. But Fournette, second half. I don't know. What do you think got lit in his ass? I mean, so <laughs> even his pass catching got better. Mm-hmm. He making miss in the open field. <laughs> pass like like he just mentioned pass blocking like his pick, blitz pickup was damn near superb later in the game i was i was blown away by i i, I even gave him a couple compliments i was like damn fournette okay still early on that first five yards i've said it the initial five yards he has no drive it's just more thinking if he yeah. can just go i mean that's what the difference in him and rojo it's just the acceleration at the line mm-hmm and then flying through the hole. Like right. once Fournette starts going, yeah, he's tough to bring down. But I mean, what did you what did you think of Fournette? I know you, I know your opinion on twenty eight, but I want to hear <laughs> your opinion right now after seeing that game. Yeah, I I feel like he did better. Um, again, just running. It, it just starts with running with more aggression, and you know, actually seeing the hole, getting into the right uh, space where he needs to go with the football. So. Yeah, it was better. He came up with some big runs, especially in that that kind of four minute offense um, when we were trying to run out the clock. Uh, got lucky with the the spot at the end there, but again, we'll take it. Winning is winning. So, yeah, definitely better. Um, 
but yeah, we'll just wait and see. Obviously, I want Rojo in there more because I just feel like he's, you know, we all know he's the more dynamic running back. Uh, he's just got better vision. He can hit the hole faster. Um, so just wait and see. Uh, I think the rest of the running backs did okay. I know Keyshawn Vaughn had some down moments, but then he kind of, he uh, he made up for it. And then you had um, LaShawn McCoy, you know, make some catches too. So, you know. So, go ahead, go ahead and finish. No, I was just going to, I was just going to say, I hope they continue to use the running backs the right way, continue to feed Rojo a lot more. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, we can clearly see the difference between the, all of our all of our backs. Mm-hmm. We need Rojo, but it still looks good when you can score thirty one points without him. Right. Uh, this was a cool point. Edward Fernandez says, "How far do the Bucks have to make it with a forty three year old Brady on his first year with no preseason? Come on, while breaking Winston's touchdown record." So <laughs> I went over there to look. He hasn't broken it yet. Right. He's right there. But look look at the numbers really quick. I, mean, I hope people can see this. Let me see if I can zoom in a little bit better for you. So Brady right now has 32 touchdowns, 11 INTs. Last time he had 32 was in 2017. He had 32 and eight. His next highest was 36 from 2015. So he's pushing him his own self. I mean, 43-year-old damn quarterback. His numbers look damn good. I mean, yes, this is an Arians-led offense. Throw it, no risk it, no biscuit kind of crap, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. The sack numbers, yes, he gets rid of the ball fast, but look at his sack numbers in New England. It's very comparable. I mean, mm-hmm. I like it. It hasn't beaten Jameis just yet. Don't don't say that just yet. Yes, he likely will. Yeah. But give, give Jameis a thing. Because I, I don't like to lot, – a lot of people don't like when you touch on the Jameis string. But <laughs> what do you think of uh, Brady in his current year so far? I mean, 32 and 11, 3,800 yards, almost 3,900. Mm. No, I, I think he's done. I think he's done very well. Again, there's, there's games where he could have been better, but I think a lot of that goes to, you know, just the comfortability of this offense. And like, you know, like you said, he's still learning how to utilize the, the guys that he has with him, you know, better and more effective and more efficient. So there's been times where, yeah, he could have, you know, way better games because there was options open and he just missed them with whether it be accuracy or just um, timing. Uh, but you got to be pretty happy with the numbers that he put up. Like that guy said, you know, no preseason didn't have any type of like real training camp. Um, everything was shortened, you know, no OTAs. So I'm excited to see what he does in year two, but we're not there yet. So for yeah. right now, I feel like, yeah, he's doing a hell of a job. Yeah. On well, thank you. Hardcore hero 36 viewers right now. Everyone make sure to take a second to leave a like on the video, please. Thank you, Hardcore Hero. Appreciate it. So, that. yeah, leave a like on the video if you like what we're giving you. The, the content we bring out every week, we try and bring out the film studies, which I know you, you all probably know us from. Live streams, we just try and take your questions and figure out all this stuff together. It's not like we're geniuses. We're, we just see what we see repetitively on tape, and we're just regurgitating it to you. I mean, it's not like we're any genius or smarter than you guys are. We see what it is, and we're just trying to give you a better explanation of what's going on. From a hardcore fan, hardcore fan. <laughs> uh, so let's keep going on. Uh, Mark DeGunther or Gunther said, who's watching f- Monday Night Football? It's not the Bucks. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Do you guys think TB12 and his wide receiver will be in the same page by the playoffs? Uh, again, I think they're getting closer every week. Um, it's just, 
it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, play sequence, play calling, you know, helping both Brady and receivers in this offense to make it where it can be, you know, more efficient and effective. And it, it's getting to a point where we can see it. It's just got to be consistent with it. And, uh, you know, I want to see more Scotty Miller in there. I think he's a dynamic player um, that can make plays. And it looks like him and Brady have a good connection. Um, but everything is starting to click, I think, better. You're seeing the Mike Evans. I mean, he seems like he's trusting Mike more than he has in the past, which is a good thing. Uh, and, and Chris Chris Godwin's money. I mean, it seems like every yeah. time he needs to make a tough throw, it, it's going to Chris Godwin. So I think it's getting there. <laughs> Some funny comments. <laughs> Jameis, you mean Lamus? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we mentioned this earlier. Bud Cannibalist said, "Like to see Mike Evans go over one thousand. It's true. We, we did like that. We want to see that." DJB said, "Hello, hello, hey, DJB." Uh, he says he wants Rojo and Mike to get over a thousand. Rojo doesn't have to have a big ass day. <laughs> yeah, after missing that game, right? Uh, I think Rojo will get it. I don't know about Mike. Uh, that's going to be the tough one. Oh, I mean, look at the defense we're playing. We're going to have the Lions yeah. and the Falcons again. I think it's very it's a It's a great opportunity. Yeah, I'll say that. Now I'm trying to find where this comment went. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if I, I can't find it, but someone mentioned about how Donovan Smith was out and Josh Wells played pretty well in his place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did. Whoever said that, say it again. I'll put you up here, but you were 100% right. I, I kind of tweeted that during the game that I couldn't believe like no one mentioned Josh Wells name. You didn't hear a holding. You didn't hear false start. You didn't hear, Oh, that left side is getting whooped. Mm -hmm. And that's what you did hear last year against the lions. And then this year against the Falcons, you didn't really hear much of anything. Yes. I know they don't have that much of a pass rush per se besides interior, but either way, I mean, that's a guy that hasn't started all year. Just pretty much doesn't play. (laughs) <laughs> comes in and does that well stand-up job i mean hell of a damn uh just being on the stage just showing up for if, if he does get an opportunity with another team or just to prove his point oh i i deserve this much money because i protected brady's blind side mm-hmm. hell of a good thing to add to your resume right yeah yeah absolutely yeah i thought both you know both the tackles did very well you know tristan again being tristan worse dominating as usual um, there's a couple, you know, mishaps on the interior where, where the Falcons were bringing stunts and stuff like that. But overall, offensive line did their job. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <don't, don't, laughs> yeah Josh Wilson's a beast. <laughs> uh, well, this is a good question. Who do you think on the Bucks is most likely to eat Bucks, Alex Kappa or JPP? I don't understand what that is. Yeah, I'm not sure what he means there. Um, well, that's a good question, though. Right again, John Riley. <laughs> not trying. I'm not sure what he's trying to say there. Um, yeah, but maybe yeah, he means like uh, money-wise. I guess. I mean, yeah. Alex Kappa is still under contract for a while. JPP has another year next year, so yeah. Wait. Either way, next year is next year. Mm. Let's leave that at that. Leave that both, at that. Both players are playing well. I'll say that. Yeah. 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 yeah and overall. <sighs> I like the trajectory of what we're doing. I mean, we're getting better. We're showing how much we can score. And all the the teammates even know. Like, holy crap. Why can't we just put it all together? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping 
And then every game, I do see something, glimpses, where the offensive play caller is changing things up. Right. Like making it look differently. So that's where I, early on, I was like, that's what you're a moron. And I was blatant <laughs> about it. But like, as we're going in, he's adding little things. I mean, is this Brady saying, I like this too? When, when do you ever see a 13 personnel with the Bucs? Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. One running back, three tight ends. Besides goal line situation, which it always works, always works. Again, it drew a a, a flag on Gronkowski, a pass interference, got even closer, four net scores. Right. You don't have to only do it at the one yard line. You could do it anywhere in the field. Mm-hmm. Like it plays into your point again. It looks like a run, pass out of a running formation, mm-hmm. and it works. And Brady, that's his bread and butter. So, I mean, I, I li- I'm liking little changes they're making. They're not changing their whole scheme. They're making little things where you can get creative to keep drives going. I like that. Mm-hmm. We just need to execute better. That's about it. Oh, so yeah, this is a good point. This is where we can add in the, the Pro Bowl talk. So JPP made the mm-hmm. Pro Bowl. Everyone yeah. early on was asking about the snubs. What did you think about that? <laughs> did JPP deserve it? Did hell? Did Tom Brady deserve it? Did mm-hmm. Devin White, Levante David? Who else deserved it in your opinion? Uh, I mean, you can you could name all those guys, and they could be pro bowlers. But yeah, happy for JPP uh, personally, and I think I tweeted this out. I don't really care about the Pro Bowl selections. I don't think they have much meaning, and I think the players would probably tell you the same. Um, yeah, it's nice because you know you get to go somewhere, have vacation, all that. But you know, um, really, it's about the All Pro. You know, that's what I think matters: yeah. All Pro selections, and you know. Yeah, it sucks for like Levante David. Ali Marpet should have been a Pro Bowler. Um, yeah, all those guys you mentioned, uh, Tom Brady should have got one. Um, probably Devin White as well. I mean, he does have eight sacks on the season, which is pretty damn impressive. <laughs> so, and it's he's six got in two games. Right. And uh, he's got, I think, 130 so odd tackles. So, yeah, I mean, that that pro bowl selection thing, it could go either way. I mean, the Lions had three damn pro bowlers. So you think about that. I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a mess really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. All right. So John Riley fixed it. So he said massive typo, which one of those two contribute more to the Bucks? Talking oh, about. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Okay. Which one of those two contribute more, JPP or Alex Kappa? Oh, well, obviously it's JPP. I mean, Kappa does a lot, but, you know, I, it's JPP because he's at a, a very important position. You know, he gets after the quarterback, nine and a half sacks, uh, and he's got, what, a couple of interceptions. So, yeah, definitely JPP. I'll agree to that. Yeah, because, like, the interior line, like, he's got two guys next to him to help him. I mean, JPP's – Pretty much on an island over there because he's got to get after the quarterback, stop the run, and hell, if they do a play action pass, he's got to get dropped back and get after a tight end or a running back in the flats. And they ask those guys to do a lot. That's why I say, again, people will attack that because because they're being asked to do too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's areas where yeah, we're flooding the middle, but those outside guys have responsibilities they got to do. So, hey, I mean, yeah. JPP in a, in a nutshell, JPP because he's asked to do so much more. Kappa's just doing his job pretty much. Like mm-hmm. it's it's simple. You have you're in a phone booth. You have two guys next to you to help you. JPP doesn't have that much help. 
right. he's being asked to even more because Vita Vea is gone. The pressure is pretty much more on JPP right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's my – a lot of people are agreeing too. And then someone said it was hard. Oh, here's another one. Marpet should have been in in it about the Pro Bowl. Rogers should have gotten it over Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is pretty damn good for the Packers. If yeah. B.A. would have distrusted Rojo more. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's a trust being trusting Rojo or if it's just more just Leftwich giving him more touches. Yeah. Uh, that that plays into it. Yeah, it's trust and you know, play calling, all that goes into it. And then this last couple here right here. Once Charles Reed said, once White's brain, Devin White's brain catches up with his body, he'll be an all pro. Oh yeah. Hell, def- definitely. To be honest, he's an all pro right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good, very good, talented player. I mean, to to produce that many sacks and be that get that many tackles, be around the ball that much. Hell, if he had the damn fumble strip fumbles for touchdowns, he'd probably be immediately like unquestionable all pro. Hell, maybe even defensive player of the year, possibly. But he doesn't have that just yet. Right. It's his pass game. I mean, that's stuff. Where he can learn again, second year player. I've been hard on him, yeah, but you're the heart of our defense. You're the leader. You're, and he he said himself in his press conference, I, I know I need to be better. I know I need to. I'm going to lose on some plays, but I'm also going to win, and I know I can win on most of my plays. And that's that's a good mentality. He doesn't think about the past. He keeps going forward. Keeps pushing forward. Mm. I love that. I think we need to see more of that. Uh, and then someone asked about when we're going to live stream since the game's on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Hopefully on Sunday. Hopefully we can do that Sunday. We'll, we'll let you all know. I mean, keep in mm-hmm. tune with uh, the community section in YouTube. We'll tweet it out there. We'll, we'll figure it out. But mm-hmm. hopefully on Sunday since we'll have time. But uh, last little thing here, and then we'll, we'll get it on out of here. Uh, baseball gods, uh, do you guys think we get the fifth seed or maybe get the division? Woohoo. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, obviously we're in control for the fifth seed right now. You know, you win out, you pretty much get it. Um, you know, division again, you're going to need help. Uh, so I say likely it's it's going to be that fifth seed. Yeah, I mean, we all can keep our fingers crossed about winning the division. Again, it is a possibility. I'm I'm rooting for the Vikings. We all should as Buck fans, but realistically, let's just control our own destiny. Let's get into the playoffs, and then whoever is in front of us. I'm sorry for you guys because you're gonna have to stop something pretty damn strong. And mm-hmm. yeah, if we get over, get out of our own damn way, it's gonna be dangerous. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then one last point, John Riley said, extremely happy with Winfield's development, the, ver- the diversity of his roles, his knack of always being around the ball. Can't wait to see how he develops with White, Levante, and Carlton. Fully agree there. I mean, that the dude's playing out of his mind on another level. He could have been a Pro Bowl player too. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree with John's statement. That's that's perfectly said. Uh, he's been outstanding. You know, you know, worse and and Winfield have been home run picks. And yeah, can't wait to see what they do. You know, down the road. But yeah, they're playing well right now. Yeah. Other than that, guys, thank you for always entertaining us in the chat. Always bringing your questions and opinions. You guys make the show. I say that every damn week. I mean. Bucks are 95. Be happy. Get excited. We got the Lions coming up this week. We'll get your preview out by Friday. Be prepared for that. Other than that, guys, have a very Merry Christmas. If we yeah, we'll see you before New Year. Don't worry. But on that, go Bucks. Go Bucks. And have a good rest of your night.
Yeah. Good night, guys. Thank you.